Hey, boo, what's going on? I got a couple songs. I'm going to see if you remember. Okay, here's the first one. Eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. Do you remember that one? Yeah? Okay, okay. I got another one for you. See if you remember this one. Uh, let's do, um, okay, I'm ready. Two, eight, one, three, three, oh, eight, zero, zero. Yes, you probably remembered four or four as the fill in the blank to that. Okay, I haven't heard that song in like probably over a decade, right? But we remember those songs because it takes us back to like maybe a moment or, you know, an error. It's a story. There's some chunking going on. There's all kind of good stuff in here. So today's show is all about different types of memory and how they affect how your child learns letters and sounds and so much more. Let's dig in, girl. Hey, mama. Welcome to Keys to Kindergarten Readiness. I'm Shannon Ali, daughter of the king, wife, mom of three littles, and kindergarten readiness expert. I've been where you are. You know your child can excel academically, but you don't know what or how to teach them with your super busy schedule. You're also tired of yelling at your child and wish they would listen to you the first time. I know you deeply desire for your child to have a strong foundation of faith from an early age. I have quick, easy tips on faith, positive parenting, and fun learning. If you're eager for your child to go from being underprepared to being more than ready for kindergarten, grab your favorite pen and your notebook because class is in session. Let's go. We received a five-star review from Danny PGP, and it says, we are ready. My baby goes to kindergarten in the fall, and I'm so glad I found this. Yay, Danny, I'm glad you found it too. One of my, my second child is, uh, he's going to kindergarten. He will be starting kindergarten this year, and we are excited, and then uh, we have Naomi after him, so we're thrilled. And thank y'all for leaving a review, or thank you, Danny, for leaving a review. It really makes me feel good. It makes me know that you're listening, and it also helps people find the show. Recently, a lot of new listeners have started listening to the show, and it's helping it grow and it's making me so excited so please share the show with a friend leave us a review do all that good stuff a little backstory i've worked with a lot of kids obviously my own and others students on learning their letters and sounds some children get it pretty quickly like a couple weeks they got it and then some kids struggle. They struggle, struggle, struggle to learn their letters and sounds. And a lot of them were having trouble with dun, 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 memory. The children could answer the questions about the letters and sounds and perform them right away. But if some time went by or you know a couple days went by between sessions, it's like they've forgotten. You have to reteach them all over. Like it was just not good. <laughs> So you've probably heard of working memory and long-term memory, but I'm not sure if you've heard of what they call sensory memory or sensory register. All right, no? Okay. So what that is, is it becomes first. It's before working memory or that short-term memory, okay? So first form of memory is called sensory memory, and it's broken down into three different types. The first type of sensory memory is iconic memory, and that is a visual memory, like when you see things, and that lasts for like a mill like milliseconds, like it's really really quick okay iconic like think of an icon right a picture it's a visual thing and you just remember for a quick second um, or milliseconds like I said then the next form is echoic memory which is related to sound like remember things we hear
here and that lasts for about three to four seconds and then the next one is called haptic memory and that has to do with touch and that lasts about two seconds okay so this comes before 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 we even get to short-term memory and what that does these um, different types what they do is it signals to our brain to recognize information and decide if it's worth our attention or or not okay so there's some things that um people tell me to do or they want me to do you know sometimes my kids <laughs> want me to do and I immediately forget it because <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing that in my head and so I just immediately threw that out right I didn't remember um, but the next form is called that short-term or working memory and that's where our knowledge is first held this is information that we're currently aware of and this form of memory lasts about one minute so like in earlier, we're talking about those songs. Uh, think of a phone number. Just if I needed to remember somebody's phone number to call them really quick, I would probably um, just rehearse it, right? I would rehearse it. That's how you remember things for that short-term memory. Um, you know, uh, and you just repeat it, right? One, two, three, seven, five, two, or four, or whatever the phone number is. You make it up and you say it over and over and over until you can get a chance to call, right? Um, or you can chunk things into your short-term memory using the mnemonic devices like so Roy G. Biv um, you know the colors red orange yellow green blue indigo and violet too you know that kind of thing those can be your short-term memory and then but then things can move into that third realm that you probably aware of the long-term memory by combining what we learn with audio and uh, visual spatial kinetic kinesthetic all of that and repeating and rehearsing have you ever walked into a room or like opened the refrigerator and just completely forgotten like why am i in here i have to like sit pause and think like why am i in here i have no idea and so whatever that um, task was did not go into my short-term memory right it didn't go in there so I have to sometimes I'll go back I'll try to talk about whatever I was talking about before to try to like refresh my memory to kind of give oh yeah I remember and go back even with long-term memory there are different types of long-term memory okay so the um, long-term memory is that lasting retention of information over a period of time uh, so declarative memory is a long-term memory and it's the memory of facts events general knowledge like who's the first president you know just just general facts uh valentine's day is on february the 14th things like that okay this is a conscious memory um the next type of long-term memory is going to be episodic memory so think episodic episode is in that and this is also a type of declarative uh, memory but it's it's specific to personal uh memory of events of places of experience okay um so for a child it might be like what happened at recess they can remember that um like if some special thing happened at recess or maybe like field day event um um, they remember it in their long-term memory. I know that every time I smell like uh, bacon and biscuits cooking in the morning, like for like if I wake up to that smell, which doesn't happen here very much because my husband doesn't like to cook. But well, growing up in college, I lived with my grandmother and um, she was wonderful. She uh, passed last summer at 101 what a blessing and uh, but she would cook breakfast like every morning almost and you know it just brings me back right and that's some um smells you know bring you back and different um you know images that kind of thing so semantic memory is another type of long-term memory and that's memory of information that you've learned but maybe you didn't actually experience yourself so an example um 
would be like doing a timeline of the Great Depression, like you weren't there, but um, you're able to remember it, you know, based on the stories that you've read, um, things like that. Um, and so basically what that is, is an understanding, being able to connect it to something meaningful or related to your own personal experience. Okay. So um, Katrina, Hurricane Katrina happened here. Um I remember it. I wasn't in New Orleans, but I remember it. My children were not born yet, okay? And so they've heard us, you know, share stories about what it was like. And so that's kind of more into their semantic memory. And then we have procedural memory. So this is very unconscious. You don't think about it. It's like they always say you never forget how to ride a bike, okay? Or procedures, how to do something, ride a bike, how to wash dishes, how to drive to work, things like that. Once you've developed these skills, you don't think about them. So children develop skills like reading and thinking about numbers in this way. So hopefully it comes to a point to where they're not thinking about it every single time. They can do it automatically. So this incoming information comes through our sensory uh, memory and then our brain decides like, eh, this is not important or yes, this is important. And so with our kids, we want to say like, you're learning your letters and sounds so that you can learn how to read, okay? So this is important. This anchors in their mind that this is important. This is something I need to remember, all right? So once they have it in that sensory memory, it goes over into that short-term memory. But it has to be practiced and rehearsed um, to be able to go into that long-term memory. The first step to enhancing your child's memory is to help them learn to visualize, okay? So there's been studies done that pictures stick in our memory uh, more than like sounds, okay? So, and they say this is possibly from, you know, like I guess old time, you know, safety for foods, being able to remember, needing to know, like to remember, like is this a safe berry to eat, an unsafe berry, you know, whatever, whatever, okay? So with with um, letters and sounds, the, the best way to do is to connect it with a connect a letter with a, an appropriate first sound and what I mean is that so like I usually do the a says ah and I do an alligator hand and I do a picture of an alligator because that starts with ah all right so one I don't like I see on a lot of uh, mats uh, or just you know letters and sounds thing is they'll have X and they'll have a picture of a xylophone like that is not good because y'all that's not in xylophone the X is saying z right so if we're trying to teach them their letters and their the first sounds and letters like you have to actually have a good picture representation so yeah so I use um, the A says ah with an alligator so whatever it is it's fine but it needs to be um, correct okay so that's gonna be your first step connecting it with a visual because we learn in pictures. Number two, you have got to create some kind of connection even where none exists, okay? Um, you can make up a story with this or you can actually pull on something that the child already knows. So two sermons, okay? So um, I remember I listened to a sermon before, was bored out of my mind, and immediately after the sermon, I remember squat about it, right? I know that's terrible to say, but it's true. Okay, on the other hand, I listened to another sermon, y'all, really like Dr. Eric Mason. Um, I listened to another sermon by him, and this was actually a couple weeks ago, and the sermon was called Barrier Breaker Sacrifice. I remember he started the sermon off with a story about uh, Kobe Bryant and how he used to sacrifice. He used to practice before practice, after practice, during practice, all the time, and he was really dedicated to his craft. And then Dr. Eric Mason went into scripture, and he talked about 
about how Abraham and um, how he was willing to sacrifice. I like, like I remember, I remember details about the lesson. Okay. And that is because Dr. Eric Mason, he connected it to something that I can relate to or that I'm familiar with. All right, that background knowledge. So when teaching kids their letter sounds, I like to make up stories that go along with whatever that we're doing. You know, it helps to just tie and it's fun and it helps them to remember it. So for example, um, if we're working on like our fraudulent capitals and we're doing sounds, uh, if you're not sure what I'm talking about, fraudulent capitals, go check out the handwriting episode and learn more about that. But anyway, a little story I made up is once upon a time there was a fish and I have a picture of a fish and I do the little motion and we talk about that. And it elephant and a duck. So that's my eh, e sound, my d, d, and I have that. They were popping gum and playing basketball in the rain. Man, said the elephant, I smell something with my nose. I am hungry now. He ate a watermelon and said, mmm. So I've actually, if you don't know the fraudulent capitals, it's going to kind of sound crazy, but <laughs> I've gone through F, E, D, P, B, R, N, and M in that little silly story. They have a visual of it. We're saying the sounds and it's it's just connecting. So you have got to make some memories with those letters and sounds. You could do this with maybe we do these letters in sand, we do these other letters in shaving cream, something like that, but you have to get it to stick. Before we get into our last tip for the day, I just wanted to let you know that I, I'm not sure if you know that I'm in a podcasting class because I want to be a great podcaster, great teacher for moms all over the all over the world to help them get their children ready for kindergarten. And so one of the homework assignments I have is to have five coaching calls. These are free, y'all. Free girl. They're free. All right, y'all. It costs like a couple hundred dollars to meet with me like in person, like here at the clinic. But that, this is not that, okay? I'm just doing it for free. I can answer whatever questions you have. We can just talk through things. If you have some concerns or you just want some more feedback about what to do with your child, I can do it with you for free, okay? It's a Zoom call. It can be 30 minutes to 40, about, about an hour, 30 to four, an hour, 30 minutes to an hour. And we can do this on Zoom or it can just be a complete phone call. We don't have to see each other, that kind of thing. I know you probably got a lot going on. I got a lot going on. But if you just email us at keystokindergartenreadiness.com, um, that is not it. It's keys to kindergarten readiness at gmail.com. That would help me out, y'all. Nobody has called yet. What's wrong with y'all? I promise I don't bite. I'm really cool. Like, it's not going to be weird. It's going to be fine. Like, so super informal. All right. So please uh, help me out with that. I have five of those to do. Okay. Our last step to helping your child uh, with their memory skills and with learning letters and sounds is uh, number three, to use repetition and review, but you need to do it the smart way. Okay. There's a smart way to do this, a better way to do this than just, you know, drill and kill. We want to do that, but we want to, um, we, we long-term memory, we do eventually start forgetting things. So for example, uh, the other night, last night, actually, me and my husband had a home date. Well, no, it was actually, we got to go out. It wasn't home date. We, it was out date. <laughs> my kids were at the grandparents' house. And so I've been wanting some ice cream for a really long time. And we were at Dairy Queen and I thought I saw one of my former high school students working in the back. And I immediately thought I recognized her face, right? 
uh, because we said we remember pictures, right? Faces. I remember her face, but I could not remember her name at first. Like it took me a minute because my brain kind of dumped that information. Like it was in my long-term memory when I was seeing her every day, but once I wasn't, I hadn't seen her in like a month or two, my brain kind of like let that go away. So, um, it dumped it, you know, I had to really think about it to bring it back to my memory. So the last key is that spaced repetition. Okay, space repetition. And what that is, is an evidence-based learning technique that's usually performed with flashcards. You don't have to do flashcards, but usually it's performed with flashcards. And that newly introduced and more difficult flashcards are shown more frequently, while older and less difficult flashcards are shown less frequently in order to exploit the psychological spacing effect. Okay, and so like what that means is like, okay, if your child already knows the letter A says add, like you don't need to keep drilling them on that one, like not as often, you can still bring it up sometimes but like if they have a lot of trouble with e and e like you you'll that one will come up more often you will maybe do um the difficult one the difficult uh one you know e and then you'll do like three other letters and you'll bring e up again and then you'll do two or three more letters and you'll do e up you know you have to bring it back okay but that a won't come up but it may be once every 10 showings all right so the use of space repetition has been proven to imp- increase the rate of learning so for example think about it if you work out every day um you know like if you're doing some mild workouts like that's okay but like they usually want you to do it like every other day right so those muscles can break down and they can grow together okay it gives your your brain Uh, just a different way of um, spacing things out and growing and learning so just uh, space repetition and just um, alternating how often and how frequent you are uh, targeting those certain difficult sounds or letters and um, all of that so so the key takeaway today is to make sure the child knows why they're learning it make it make it important so that it goes through that register and then to put a picture with it to, so they can visualize it, a good picture with it. <laughs> uh, number two, to be sure that you are uh, connecting it to some sort of story or memory um, experience for them. And then that last one is to do some spaced retrieval training. So y'all, this was a longer episode. Sorry, I don't know how that happened. But anyway, um, if you're still listening to this, go you. I'm going to put a link down in the description of a little video of me going through like one of those little stories and just, you know, something you can start doing with your child. Alrighty. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for each mommy listening to the voice, my voice. And um, I pray that they would take these tips on working memory and getting these letters and sounds into their children's long-term memory so that they can become strong readers of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I love you, mama. And so my mom was like, were you shouting me out? So this time I am Agnes, mommy Agnes. I love you, mama. I love all of you mamas listening. I hope you have a wonderful um, day. Uh, To God be the glory. Did you learn something during today's show? I really hope so. If your answer is yes, you owe it to yourself to join the Keys to Kindergarten Readiness Facebook community. Guess what? It's absolutely free and you get to connect with other like-minded sisters in Christ who are on the same journey as you. They're raising their children to be smart, independent preschoolers who love Jesus. And lastly, I have a favor for me. 
If you enjoyed this show, please, please, please write us a review. It's really quick. It'll let you take you less than 30 seconds. And it's the way people can find out about the show and keep the free tips coming. Okay, have a blessed day.